Recorded live from the Engine Room and Broad Ripple, this is the Voices of Indie podcast hosted by Josh Gillespie. Voices of Indie is a show dedicated to giving you the opportunity to know the musical, visual, and theatrical arts of Indianapolis, Indiana. This week's guests, I'm very <laughs> pleased to have on because they're my first metal band. This is, this is very exciting. We have Nick and Clay from the band Crya. And how are you guys doing? Absolutely excellent. <laughs> Super cool. Yep. Super cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's 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 I'm so pleased to have you guys on. I've heard bits and pieces of your stuff. And you guys have a talent that kind of goes beyond your years. Um so for those who may not know you guys, I know you've been playing out a bit, you're in the process of recording. Yep. Um why don't you kind of tell everybody a little bit about yourselves, about Crya, how you guys formed. Nick, why don't you start us off? Okay, well, uh, yeah, I'm Nick, um, and so I'm still in high school. Uh, I'm 17, and mm-hmm. so I, it took me forever to find a drummer for a band. I'd been playing guitar for four years, and I really just want, I wanted to start something, and I had all this stuff written, and I couldn't find anybody. Mm-hmm. And then Clay made a post on Instagram looking for a guitarist for a band, and the second I saw that, I got really excited. So I checked out her account, saw that she was really good at playing drums, especially the style I liked. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to her, and then uh, we got together and started playing together, which was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Clay, like, what was what was your response to that? I mean, to kind of get that message. Um, I mean, I've played with, like, a few bands, like, here and there, but it's mostly been, like, indie rock and, like, some punk, which doesn't really, like, I guess, speak to me as much, just because, mm-hmm. like, metal has always been my favorite genre. And, sure. like, I think uh, what really, like, fulfills, like, my playing and whatnot, because I kind of have to, like, um, what's the word? Like calm down my playing when i'm like playing like indie rock or sure punk a lot yeah of the time, no, if that I makes sense. You, yeah no it um, totally makes sense but yeah i mean i was really excited to like find someone that is also really into death metal and like mm-hmm. also all the other metal genres um so yeah and I'm, i was really surprised because he's also really good so <laughs> no that's that's i think that's been one of the benefits of so the the dirty little secret that i'll explain to you guys is that we record our our uh playing before the show <laughs> uh, and then we insert it in later. So I've had a chance to hear these guys play in person and they blew the roof off the dump. So get ready for an, an amazing performance. Um, and I could tell that definitely kind of fits both of your vibes, yeah. uh, what you're trying to give off. And it is uh, you have excellent vocals. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, it is definitely kind of a, 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 a scream guttural. It's not screamo. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, we'll, I want to make <laughs> make that very much. Uh, but it is you got kind of like that low guttural yeah. kind of thing going, and that's really kind of neat. It really fits. I think um, I I took that because I've always let, my favorite band, as I told you earlier, is Opeth, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, their front man does the vocals as well and plays guitar. So I've wanted to do that for a while. I also like the band Death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Simple name. No, dude, Death <laughs> yeah. is awesome. Yeah, so I've, I like I like the idea of being the guitarist and doing the vocals. Mm-hmm. And it's I, I'm not big in a lyrics type person, but it's it's really cool to be able to just like play. And scream at the same time, just like it's like the ultimate like way to express yourself. Mm-hmm. Just I, I love it. Yeah, Clay, do you ever get a chance to sing, or are you just back there <laughs> on the drums playing? Definitely just back there. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I I cannot. I, I I've like tried like a couple years ago, but mm-hmm. no, it's not. I'm not I'm not good at uh, metal vocals. <laughs> yeah. How long have you been playing? Uh, three and three years and like two months, I think. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm honestly going to say for for you know for someone who's only been playing for that short a time, you are amazing. Thank you for what you're able to accomplish. Um, you know, I I whoop, it's a kid's school. <laughs> um, anyway, um, 
No, that I, I, I am just I'm blown away by your ability and you really complement each other. Both of you complement <laughs> each other very Thanks. well uh, as musicians. Uh, how long have you been playing together? Since December, Jan- maybe not December. Oh, really? It was, def- it was definitely like January or February. Maybe oh, March. yeah, that would make more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like that around that time. So like six months. Yeah. Six, seven months. Yeah. Maybe. For that short amount of time, you guys yeah. are pretty tight. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> how, I mean, how often are you practicing? Oh, uh, I mean, we used to like once a week, and now it's just kind of like whenever we feel like it. Yeah, because now we hang out a lot. Cause now <laughs> so, we can, yeah, we're like good friends after just being bandmates. So now it's yeah. like we'll be over there, and whenever we get the chance, we at least play for like an hour if we can. That's awesome. Yeah. And so I mean, essentially, you're you're practicing multiple times a week is what oh, it yeah, comes down definitely. to, and then uh, you're really honing your skills together as, as bandmates. Yes. Yeah, um, sure. I noticed that you're without a bass player. Yes. Uh, how do, how do you go about that? Are you going to be, are you searching for a bass player or how's that? Are you um, are wanting to be a two piece? Uh, well, we kind of won't like the two piece thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the th- I, I got a new pedal thing recently that will take my guitar signal and do a bass sound. Oh really? So I'm experimenting with that. Cause honestly, I'm just too lazy to try and a new <laughs> bass player. And uh, I write out all our music in like tab for guitar players to learn, or just basically for me to remember. Yeah. It's like make the songs before we even play them, so mm-hmm. I can hear them. Um, so I have bass parts written and stuff that like I could give to someone, but honestly, I'm just too. I I like having it just be us because with our schedules, with how we're like we don't have practices really, we just hang out and then play sometimes. Yeah, we have so many opportunities to play. When if we had a bass player, we had to worry about a third person. Sure. For and especially like amps and stuff and mm-hmm. just gigs. So having two people makes it really easy. Yeah. What's it been like playing out? I mean, have you had a chance to, how often, I should say, are you guys kind of playing out? Go ahead. You can lift that <laughs> sucker up. Um, how often are you able to uh, get a chance to play out? And I mean, because I mean, if you're still in school, mm-hmm. yeah, I can imagine that kind of plays a bit. Uh, uh, it kind of throws a wrench into the schedule a bit, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, well, I guess the show is not really. My parents are really supportive of what we're doing. So it's like, if we do have a show, they don't mm-hmm. mind if I get home late because that's kind of just how it goes. Sure, yeah. Um, and even with going to shows, sometimes they're pretty lenient about how I, how late I get home most of the time, at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. That's so, good. uh, we've played four shows all together since we started playing. Awesome. Where have you played? Uh, we played at the major Taylor skate park in Indianapolis. Yeah. Uh, we played a house show at this place called the crownless crest. Mm-hmm. Uh, we played the atomic bowling alley, uh, downtown. Mm-hmm. And then we played a house show the other day too. Oh, cool. Really small. Yeah. No, that's awesome. <clears throat> how did. I, okay, this is going to be showing my my musical bias here. Normally, when I think of house shows, I think of you know just kind of like the singer songwriter kind of thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what is a a metal house show like? Uh, well, I mean, we're kind of like the only like metal band that plays <laughs> house shows. So, um, like at the two house shows that we played at, it was pretty much just like. The first fo- one had no drummer. Yeah, no the first drummers. One, yeah, <laughs> I think I think one of them was like a folk band, right? And then like, oh wow! So yeah. we were like totally like the like the outcast of it. Yes, yeah. and you know what? The the crowd liked it a lot, yeah, which so is really cool. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So that it, it was kind of playing into what I typically think of as a as a house show, and then yeah, yeah pretty much here comes here comes you guys just yep. kind of you know being like. <laughs> All right, time to wake up. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we we kind of just want to take like any opportunity we get to play. So mm-hmm. if we're like offered a house show, then we'll take it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, every time someone's came out and asked me about taking a show or something, I would say yes because I think the more I get to play, the better I'll get. Especially because mm-hmm. like I think as a guitar player, I'm pretty happy with how my skills are. But mm-hmm. as a live player or in the studio as well, like I want to get my skills better because 
as of being in the studio now, I'm really like realizing that like playing in time and stuff is what matters rather than being technical. Yeah. So you guys are currently in the process of recording what I presume is your first album. Yes. Or is are you going for the album? Are you going for the EP? Are you going for singles? I, I, I'm not really sure. I think we're going to release a single first. Is our okay. plan. All um, right. Let's talk about what's what 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 you're working on currently. Uh. Okay. So our single is called "The Final Solstice." It's normally the song we play last mm-hmm. during our sets. It's uh, really fast, 170 BPM. Just oh my word. Uh, double bass. You know, going crazy the whole yeah, time. Yeah. Um. It's it's a longer song too. At least for us, it's like five minutes long. Okay. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited to uh, have it come out. And also it's like, I wrote that two years ago, so it's cool to ha- have, finally have uh, it come to fruition, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, I get that, 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 uh, that sitting on something for so long. Yeah. And then it's, I, I, I remember when I recorded my first album, the, just the feeling of what it's like to start hearing your music come to life. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether it's with another musician or whether it's through the engineering and produ- production process, you can hear it. It's like, this is what it's supposed to sound like. Right. It's you so know, cool. I've, I've had this, this vision in my head. Mm-hmm. I've had, you know, I've been playing in my bedroom for so long that, you know, you start thinking to yourself, this is what it's supposed to sound like. But then once right. you get, once you get someone like Anthony, cause you guys are recording at the engine room. Yep. Uh, once you get someone like Anthony and and Brandon involved in the process, you start hearing what the song should actually right, and sound it's like. Cr- it's such a crazy. Di- it's so cool. I mean, yeah. some of my eyes just lit up. You know, um, especially just today, he was doing some production stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I have no idea what it really is, but I started hearing it. I was like, oh my gosh! So the songs in my head are guitar, bass, and drums, and and mm-hmm. with them, it's like, oh my, it's it's actually a real thing. You know, there's there's so many more like additional things they add to this music that I would never have thought of before. Mm-hmm. Just like production techniques that yeah. I don't, I'm not uh, knowledgeable. And so when, when they come in and do it, it's really cool. Yeah. What has it been like for you, Clay, to, to record drums in the studio, uh, kind of get that, that feeling of what that's like, because I mean, this is your first time. This is both of your first time, like recording in the studio. What's it been like for you? Yeah. Um, let me see. It's definitely just been like really cool, uh, to even just like speak out that like, I'm or, mm-hmm. like speak out in words that like I'm, I'm in the studio just cause like, even just like last year for like the like smaller groups I was playing in, like I would have never even like imagined like being in the studio for like an actual like metal band, which yeah. is like pretty much like my dream. So mm-hmm. it kind of just like feels like my dream is like coming together right now. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, like some of it, some of it's definitely harder than I thought it would be. Just like getting like the perfect take for stuff. Like I practice, I try to practice with, with the metronome every day for around an hour, and like even still, it's still like it's really hard to like get like as perfectly on time as I can. Mm-hmm. So that was definitely a struggle for me. But um. I don't know. It's just giving me more motivation to like practice with like my timing and all that, mm-hmm. and um, just more practice in general. <laughs> well, getting a song that's 170 BPM, I'm sure that's <laughs> like. I mean, how often are you practicing that one? Um, let's see. I mean, I I practice like my double bass skills like every single day. I try I try to go up to like 160, uh, just because like 170 70 can kind of push it for like that mm-hmm. length of time. But yeah, um, definitely not something I can play like every day i'd say just because sure, of how fast yeah. it is yeah but yeah for like shows i'll usually have to like warm up warm up for like at least an hour beforehand just to make sure i can play up to speed for that <laughs> okay so i was gonna be asking like if you're closing with that number yeah i mean i would think that's that's when you're either you're at the the peak of the adrenaline rush or you're ready to call it quits definitely i'd <laughs> say the peak of the adrenaline yeah. rush just because like and also like um Sometimes I feel like I feel like one of the shows I didn't 
actually warm up beforehand and just like the playing all of our other songs beforehand was like the warm up enough mm-hmm. and just like i don't know <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no i never considered it like that yeah yeah i feel the same way like we get to that one i'm like oh here we go mm-hmm. i'm doing it yeah because um i turn on guitar too plus i gotta do the vocals and everything so it's like and we gotta stay locked in for that 170 you know and it has tempo drops and stuff and like a lot of weird stuff goes on there's parts mm-hmm. of the drums cut out um it's not like it's a complicated song but it's more of just like a like a workout it's kind of yeah. What it feels yeah. Like. yeah uh but i think it's our best song so it's cool to play that last i like closing with it and normally it seems like the audience enjoys that the most out of all our songs well it's nice to know that you have a closer like one that you can go right to yeah well i like... think the title fits it you know it's called the final solstice so it's yeah. good like you know and and all <laughs> yeah it's, it's the end of the show yeah is the final solstice that's awesome so when do you think that should be coming out are we looking sometime like um so, we're here in october so like sometime in yeah sometime in october for sure okay um, probably maybe at most a week two from now I would cool assume, so yeah that is awesome yeah that is awesome um so what what kind of got you guys into metal um i i have to be honest so i'm <laughs> I, I raised i have a couple of teenagers at home three teenagers being um and you know i got a 17 16 and a 14 year old and they all listen to different types of music um but the probably the one that comes closest to metal is my gamer son mm-hmm. like he loves metal soundtracks to to a lot of games yeah um and but it's like i i don't this is where I'm going to show my age, and I apologize for that <laughs> right ahead. I, I guess I just don't, you know, I, I feel like band, bands in general aren't necessarily connecting as much with the youth. Wow, that really made me sound good. <laughs> I the apologize. Youth, yeah. the, the youth. <laughs> uh, but, but it doesn't really sound like, I, I don't know, you know, it feels like there are a lot of solo artists, a lot of, you know, um, just, you know, poppy kind of stuff. I, I, I agree with that yeah. for sure. Yeah. So, how what drew you guys into metal, and 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 the decision to pursue this kind of this kind of music? Um, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go oh, okay. first. Um, okay. So, I got my first drum set when I was in like seventh grade because I li- I listened to like a lot of like alter- alternative rock. Yeah. But uh-huh. yeah, so it totally didn't work out. So I was like, okay, drumming is not for me. And then I'm when I moved here when I was a freshman in high school. Mm-hmm. Um. That's kind of when I started listening to, I'd say, Metallica and Slipknot mm-hmm. and Iron Maiden. So, like, all, like, the basics, like, the entry yeah. stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and, yeah, so I was about to, like, give, give away my drum set because, like, <sighs> I never... Yeah. And then um, this was, like, very much into my Metallica phase. I was listening to Sad But True by them. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And yeah. um, I thought, like, the drums just, like, sounded, like, really fun to play. So I went on my, on my drum kit. And it's, like, a, a very simple, like, classic rock beat. Yeah. So Lars, I, <laughs> yeah. God bless Lars. He's not very, very hard. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but, yeah, I just sat, I sat down with that. And um, I played it. And it felt, like, so awesome. So mm-hmm. I decided not to sound like it. And I started playing, like, this was when, like, COVID started. So I played, like, three hours every day-ish. Then um, I really sucked, like, the first year. But, um, yeah, I'd say, I'd say drumming honestly is what got me into metal the most because i probably wouldn't have kept listening to that or like gone further than just like classic metal um definitely would not have gone into death metal without playing drums i'd say so yeah i guess that was definitely a do either of you guys and i only ask this just because you know again i'm old um do you 
has prog metal ever been kind of um, yes. okay it's either it's either yes or you're like why would you even ask that that's a dumb question uh no it's really awesome. prog metal is kind of a thing that's for you definitely guys? his question that is my favorite all right, <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah um I, I guess i don't know i guess I'll start with met- metal in general sure it's, okay ahead. so yeah, yeah, i remember yeah. um Walked into lunch one day, and my friend Connor, back in seventh grade, was wearing a Metallica shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was, I went home and I put it on my Alexa. I asked Alexa to play Metallica. Yeah. I was going to sleep, and I heard uh, "For Whom the Bell Tolls" the that oh, bass line, oh. and I thought it was on guitar, but I was like, "Oh man, that's the coolest thing ever!" Yeah. And then I heard "Inner Salmon." I was like, "Oh, I've heard that they did this song. Yeah. I didn't know that was them." So that yeah. was kind of like a good gateway into it for me. Um, and then I started getting into the screaming stuff, you know, eventually mm-hmm. just as things go. And then I remember hearing like Cannibal Corpse, like you know, the, yeah, just most basic death metal band. But I remember thinking, I was like, oh, the groove's there. That's what got me into it. Sure, because I'm not a fan of blast beats or anything. Really, we mm-hmm. try to stray away from that in our music. As fast as the songs are, at least we try to keep the groove there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that that's what got me into it was really the groove of stuff like that. And then once I got into prog metal, right, which is <laughs> my favorite genre of all time. You know, I love prog rock too. And I just become like a total time signature head. That's yeah, all I was, out of it, right? Well, I was going to say, it's like, so you, you mentioned that the kind of like the, um, the time changed a bit in uh, the final solstice. Yeah. Um, like, do you, and that sort of got me going. I mean, that mm-hmm. automatically fuels the whole prog thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, do, you, do you do a lot of time signature changes in your music? Or um, is it something that you yes. want to do in the future? Yeah. Or, you know, like you're working towards it. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, but it's, no, it's like no, no. Uh, yeah, we. I want to. The thing that's holding me back is that since we don't have any music out or anything, mm-hmm. it's hard for a crowd to groove to seven, four, five, four, no. or something like that, right? <laughs> so as is, much as I like, because I want to be able to tell the crowd, I'll be like, oh, you got to hear it, like before the song starts, I'll be like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. kind of one, two, three, one, two, one, two, three, one, two, and try mm-hmm. to get people grooving to like some stupid math stuff, <laughs> which is, I mean, I love it, I love it so much, but um, I know it's not the best thing to go for, at least off the rip, you know, just it's like, working for Tool, yeah, right? <laughs> I love that. So them. I mean, <laughs> they sell out concerts all the time. Yeah, no, so I uh, like Tool completely inspired a lot of our stuff, mm-hmm. um, Opeth. Mm-hmm. Um, Meshuggah was another one of my favorite bands. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so those three basically, and Dream Theater too. So oh. all, yeah, all the prog metal stuff is really my. That's all my favorite bands. The I, the drummers for those bands. Oh right. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's immediately what I go to. And so I mean, if you're you're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to say you're gonna have to get into prog metal. Um, <laughs> sorry, because <Clay. laughs> seriously, it's like the drummers for those bands are outstanding. Yeah. Uh, Danny Carey, obviously. Right. Yeah. I mean, like ticks and leeches. Just yeah. Like that. Yeah. Um, and the name, the name of the drummer for Dream Theater currently escapes me, but I know he's oh, a monster. Mike Mangini. Yes, it. He is a monster. Yeah. And so that's that's I mean, so I grew up listening to Rush. Mm-hmm. My brother raised me on Rush. Um, so I love some good old math rock. Yeah. And but and he was a drummer. Is is a drummer. Uh-huh. He has his own drum company. Um, and so because of him, I just naturally gravitate towards listening to the drums in any given song. Mm-hmm. And so no offense to you, you were sticking out to me <laughs> and I was loving it. I was loving it. But I mean, the, the riffs that you guys have, uh, co- combined with that double kick and just the, the way that you're able to command, you know, all of your hits, it's you guys are just so good together. Thank you, thank you so much. You're welcome. Uh, and I, and I, I honestly, I mean that. And I'm not necessarily someone who is, you know, into death metal or yeah, into hardcore metal. Sorry, no, <laughs> you know, I got, 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 the, got the core in there. Um, but who's in? You know, I, I love Metallica. Don't mm. get me wrong. Yep. Um, but that's probably about as hard as I'm getting. Yeah. 
Um, I think that's totally fair. I I I understand. Like I, I thought the harsh vocals were stupid at first. Well, I don't think it's stupid. <laughs> no, 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 I don't think it's stupid at all. I mean, there there are some just fantastic bands mm-hmm. that that like scream their heads off, and you're just like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's probably not what I'm listening to most of the time. Yeah, of course. I, and even if I'm listening to Metallica, typically I'm probably listening. Mood. No, no, I'm I'm on Injustice for All or Master uh-huh. of Puppets. Ride the lightning. I love the old stuff. I love, even though Lars is pretty basic. Um, <laughs> I don't know. That's the, the, just the, the, the grooves that they had, the, the, the baselines that they had. Bill Burton was amazing. Uh, they did Jason Newstead wrong on Andrew's oh, yeah. all. But, um, and I, but I don't consider them sellouts at the same time. Oh no, me neither. But I, I have to admit when, uh, when their album, um, it, it currently is the name of it currently escapes me, but it has the coffin on the cover. Oh, um, uh, death magnetic, death magnetic. Yeah. When that came out, I was like, Oh, hello. <laughs> hello. 1980s metallic. Yeah. They, you're, yeah. You're they changed back. back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I really dug that album. Yeah. I thought it was good. Too. Um, so, um, yeah, you, your guys' parents are very supportive of, of this. Um, yeah, mine, mine definitely are like for shows and going to shows. Um, they've always just like let me stay out as long as i want and they very much like try to like move their schedules around for when i have to have like my daily drum practice mm-hmm. which i appreciate a lot um because yeah my my dad works from home so it's like, oh. really hard <laughs> yes 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 yes. Um, so he's either like doing that or like sleeping or like sleeping after so it is kind of hard to like get that in between but they are very like supportive and like fine with like moving around their schedule just because like they know how important it is to me mm-hmm. um so yeah i'd say they're really supportive and like even like my dad, st- like I guess like got, found like Metallica more listenable after <laughs> like um, I started getting into metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then like my mom, I um, this was when I first started getting into like double bass and like death metal. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite band was Cradle of Filth. And, okay, yeah. Um, my mom got so huge into them because, just because like um, she saw how much I liked it. So like we uh, made like a road trip to Detroit, I think, to see them together. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah. That that was definitely really fun. <laughs> wow, I you know I honestly can't see parents getting into Cradle of Filth at all. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but the fact that she did that is so cool, and would go to a concert with you. Yeah, I and mean, that is you know I hate to make this kind of analogy, but I feel like the, the their support for you guys in in this realm is kind of like you know. I don't know the suburban sports parents. Yeah, like this is this this <laughs> is right. their sports for you guys. Yeah, like they're they're willing to. Tr- I mean, ha- do they go to your shows at all? Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got, that I got was a quick answer. I got a good story. Uh, yeah, my mom. My mom came to our show at Atomic because I didn't want them to come. My like our first couple because I was like, oh, I can't scream in front of my parents. Like sometimes <laughs> sometimes they hear me do it in my room and stuff, but I try to do it in my car. Yeah. Whenever I'm not around them. And my mom, my mom came to our show at the Atomic Bowl, and she wore a shirt that said "Nick's Mom" on it, which I thought oh, was no. really fun. <laughs> Honestly, I, I was happy to see. Her. I thought I, I thought it was really sweet of her, and I really appreciate them you know, ah, cool. coming. Uh, cool. And my grandma and my uncle were there too. No yeah, way! So it, was, it was really funny. Uh, yeah, but it was, I was really happy they came, and it was really cool to see them. That is that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, guys, I want to get to the point of the show where we hear the songs that you're going to play. So tell mm-hmm. us the names of the songs uh, that we're about to hear. And and kind of give us a little bit of background on them. Okay. Uh, well, Black Tide. Yeah. The first, first song, song. It's Black Tide, yeah. is that mm-hmm. we play. Um, 
And I guess the inspiration behind that is for any Opeth fans is Blackwater Park. That's mm-hmm. where, so where the black and tide come from, you know, Blackwater. Um, so, yeah, it's a collection of... Initially, that song was maybe like 10, 15 minutes long. Oh, wow. My, my prog. Getting in <laughs> yeah, there. there you go. I, don't know, I, cut, go. It, I cut it down to like two and a half. Uh, not willingly. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's, it's much shorter now, but I've, I'm really happy with it. It's just a collection of pretty like heavy drop D riffs, basically. Mm-hmm. It's, kind of, it's exactly what they did, too. So I yeah. Not a rip-off, but like a, you know, re- no, no, <laughs> remix. Hey, my, my first al- when I worked on my first album, you could hear the influences all throughout. Mm-hmm. So everyone who I would, you know, claim as a big influence on me, they appear in some way, shape, or form on that album. Yeah. So I totally get it. Yeah. And I don't, I don't dismiss that at all because at some point, those who have inspired you are going to make their way into your music. That right. doesn't take away from your music. No, I, I agree with that. I'm just saying, like, I'm, yeah. so, I'm happy how it turned out like that. So, yeah, you know, I, I that's awesome. I love that album. That's, I'm so happy with that song. That's great. That's yep. great. And then our second song uh, that we're going to play actually doesn't have a title yeah. yet. Oh, <laughs> really? It's untitled? It's uh, Song 7 right now. Okay, it's okay. Um, right. That one... That's what okay. So the one, the one we're pl- we are gonna play before that. Um, I wrote it home by myself, tabbed the entire thing out. You know, wrote the drum parts myself. Oh this, wow! Yeah, the next one we wrote the one we're gonna play after that. Mm-hmm. Um, song seven is we wrote in her basement, just oh, together. Really? So normally I write them in my room on a computer by myself. I write it all out into sheet music, mm-hmm. and then I kind of just like show her the parts, give it to her, so that when it's in the sheet music, uh, I have MIDI played out so I can hear how our song sounds before. We actually start playing it to see if I like it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Clever. Yeah. Clever. That is that. That's a lot of fun, and I I am looking forward to everybody hearing these particular songs. But before they do, we need to get to Indianapolis Independent Entertainment. They are today's sponsor for this segment of the show, and IIE LLC aims to help local DIY artists, freelancers, and businesses within Indianapolis by establishing a network of creatives who can connect with each other to generate more paying opportunities. Their goal is to eliminate some of the intimidating barriers within the, within the entertainment industry and expand the, expand the local art and music scenes in Indianapolis. Interested individuals can learn more about IIE by visiting their website, IndieIndieENT.com. That's I-N-D-Y-I-N-D-I-E-E-N-T.com. And fill out a free application to discuss how you and IIE can redefine making it together. And we will be right back after hearing some fantastic <laughs> just blow the roof off your mind songs we'll be right back thank you <laughs> That's
And this segment was brought to you by the Engine Room Recording Company, located in Broad Ripple Village, just north of downtown Indianapolis. And they specialize in making your projects go. Podcasters, bands, audiobookers, rappers, singers, songwriters, and everyone in between, the Engine Room Recording Company has the experience, the engineers, the equipment, and the environment to fuel your projects. Check out Broad Ripple's recording studio by visiting for more information on their services, artists they've recorded, and gear they have at EngineRoomRecordingCompany.com. And be sure to visit their Instagram page by searching up at Engine Room Recording Co. And welcome back. We are here with Kraya, with Nick and Clay. And did I not tell you guys <laughs> that your brains were going to be blown with those songs? So good. So good. Thank you. Um, I want to talk to you guys about uh, the recording process for you, what that's been like. I know we've kind of touched on it a bit, but uh, obviously it's been your, this is the first time that you've really kind of, uh, been in a studio to record um what's that experience been like for for the both of you and and what have you kind of learned throughout that the process of of recording um well i guess for me um it's way different than trying to record in my bedroom mm -hmm. it's because i originally i didn't want to spend money on a studio or anything and i kind of want to just get like scratch demo out there you know just because we play live so i want people to know the songs but mm -hmm. i wasn't so concerned about the sound but then i realized you know if this can become a thing i might as well start just go to the studio and crank it out. Cause I tried it at home and I can't, I'm not knowledgeable enough to get my sound good. I use the same like interface and stuff as Anthony. I just, I cannot mm -hmm. get the same results. <laughs> not no, even close. no, 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 no. And then it was also the main reason was drums. Like I was not going to record her kit. Yeah. There's no way I was going to figure <laughs> yeah. that out. And your, your E kit couldn't like pick up the double bass. So. Yeah. Cause I and have an electronic like kit. That, that really, is a huge part of the song. Yeah. No, it is. That is. Um, so yeah, I'm really happy that we decided to come here to do this. And mm -hmm. the process has been going way faster than I thought it'd be actually. Oh really? Yeah, um, but pl just playing to a click is really gets me. Just it's so exact, and I want to I want to play it right, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's fun. It's a good challenge rather than just playing in my room. I can mess it up as much as I want. Sure, I gotta get good. <laughs> no, you you definitely gotta get good. If you don't play it perfectly, then yeah. then you start over again. Yeah. Um, Clay, what's it been like for you? Um, I'd say pretty much the same, just with like the click track part. I don't know because I I put aside a lot of time to practice with that, but even I guess just like having the pressure of wanting to get like the absolute perfect take can um i guess like mess me up a bit so my i f i found that like my better takes were actually like my first ones oh, when really? i come down just because mm -hmm. i feel more confident so i'm kind of trying to get like that in between where like i'm able to play with the click track like more exact but also like with the confidence because like that makes my playing sound better mm -hmm. um but yeah, I mean, besides that, it's just like really cool to hear like um, a good production sound of like drum parts that I wrote. <laughs> like I never sure. thought I'd be able to yeah. to hear that. It's it's really cool. Yeah. What made you guys choose the engine company, engine room recording company? Um, I guess well, we had a friend who had uh, recorded here before, and okay. um, she plays in Kaihara, and she oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah she was friends with Anthony because they had recorded here. Okay. So um, we start so then we decided to record here. So Sweet. she basically just showed us here. All right. Yeah. Very cool. Word of mouth. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, so you got you. You said that you've been moving fairly quickly in the recording process. What's yeah. that? I mean, is is that encouraging? Like, do you feel like you know, like things are going smoothly to the point where it's like, this is this is really becoming something. Yeah, I think so. Uh, especially hearing like some some things already mixed. You know, so. Um, the only thing that really is holding us back right now is lyrics. I have to write lyrics. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm not a lyrics person. And also, mm -hmm. I really don't like the death metal lyric tropes and oh, cliches. Really? I'm not, Interesting. I, I can't stand it at all. Interesting. Um, 
So you're more of a thoughtful lyricist when when it comes to I, I like, writing I, lyrics. I mean, uh, I don't think I don't consider myself a poet or anything, but I I, I don't want to make it all gory and stuff. You know, I want to have some meaning behind it. Mm-hmm. But I'm also not huge on like crazy metaphors or hidden meanings. You know, that's something that's like when I see lyrics, that's what turns me off from lyrics. I think is stuff like mm-hmm. that too, where it's it requires so much. Like I know people like interpretation and stuff like that, but for me, it's kind of difficult to do mm-hmm. things like that. So I prefer just having direct meaning and the lyrics being obvious, but not cliche so they're still you know meaningful gotcha gotcha so when you're writing about music like let's let's take for instance the final solstice mm-hmm. um what is what's that song about um okay i guess maybe i just became a <laughs> hypocrite uh, it is not the you know like the the last okay so it's like the the, for, the only lyric i have basically or mm-hmm. at least at the time is a uh, last time around a dying star right so it's kind of about the idea of the sun burning mm-hmm. out and being out of like uh you know nitrogen and stuff so not having Obviously, that's, I'm not. No, using, that's <laughs> honestly, I'm kind of finding that's kind of one. I'm a I'm a space nerd. Yeah. Uh, so I'm actually kind of digging that. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was a cool idea because uh, honestly, I just came up with that name at first with no thought behind the name, and then mm-hmm. I realized I was like, oh, this is kind of a cool idea. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that that was the idea behind that. Um. And then lyrically, I'm just trying to match kind of around that theme, but not make it so overly uh depressing or like you know sure. uh, pessimistic. Yeah. So when you do write, um, like how do you go about writing? Does it? Do, and I. I, I always get, um, I always try to find out or, or at least talk about a little bit of, of the, the songwriting process for people because it can be di- so different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know it's different for me, but like, so for me, it's usually the music's coming first than the lyrics. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, but there's so much more to it than that. Yeah. How, how does it, how does writing a song work for you? Uh, okay. I would say 90% of our songs have been written on acoustic guitar in my bedroom first. All right, cool. Uh, that's why they're all really chordy and less mm-hmm. power chords. You know, there's no sustain or not as much sustain on acoustic. And I'm also not a great acoustic player anyways, but ever since starting the band and I leave my amp at Clay's house. Mm-hmm. So it's more that I'm just using the acoustic guitar in my room. Cause I'm too lazy to bring an electric car- guitar back and forth. <laughs> But it's, and you know, so since I like all those prog metal bands though that switched mm-hmm. to using acoustic guitars, uh, it, it transi- or transitions, I don't know what word to use really, but like putting it onto an electric yeah. guitar makes yeah, yeah. It, it sounds great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've loved the sound. I think it's much more unique than just like, don't, 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 you know, just yeah, slamming on no, power exactly. chords. Yeah. Um, which is what I try to stay away from just to make the writing more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lyrics is just, I don't know. If I can, it's more about the timing so I can like scream it and, play guitar at the same time that's yeah. what that's what holds me back is really because like i can't just do like some weird rhythm on top of what i'm playing it has to because my hands get all messed up if i try mm-hmm. to play i've tried to play metallica songs and sing to him and i just can't because the way he did his vocal parts it, it messes me up because the rhythm is so different interesting yeah. yeah no i totally understand that there's so i'm in in a totally out of the metal world uh <laughs> realm i'm a huge rem fan um and the way that Michael Stipe sings, it's hard to play and sing some of his songs at the same time because mm-hmm. he will just kind of go. There'll be an established rhythm and it'll be like, screw that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to sing to that rhythm. I'm going to do something completely different. And to try to sing his rhythm on top of what is not an impossible beat, but he just throws in something that is like, I wasn't expecting that. Like you came in a beat or two later than I expected. Right. Usually it's a single beat. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like I'd be right on it, mm-hmm. but I'm off by one. It, it can't even be off by two. It's it, He just has this, this knack for not singing on rhythm, mm-hmm. but it sounds perfectly fine. Yeah. You know, he just, 
it's beautiful. He has what I call a, delight, a delightfully melancholy voice. Um, but so I, all that is to say is I, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's it been like as you guys have been playing together, as you've been playing out, uh, what's it been like for you integrating into the metal scene here in Indianapolis? Um, <clears throat> I was definitely his introduction to like the metal scene, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, let's see. I first, my first show that I ever went to was at the Emerson, which is closed down now. Yeah, but, um, like, that's, that's, that's dating you a bit. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it was on my 16th birthday. I saw Carnifex, which like they're not local or anything, mm-hmm. but it was really cool to just like see people that like live around the area that yeah. are into metal. I like that. I, I met so many people that night. It was like super fun. And then after that, I started going to like a lot more local shows. I think the first venue I hit up after that would be Black Circle. Mm-hmm. Um can't totally remember what would have been like the first band that i've seen there but um yeah just definitely after that like first concert i went to i just like wanted like more and more and more of it because it was like literally like the best night of my life (laughs) wow Um, that's cool yeah um then ever since then i started hitting up black circle i'd say which isn't really like um the crowd like not really my age range um so i kind of switched to some hardcore shows instead which Mm. like I guess gather a lot more people around like my age, like teen years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess I made like a few friends there and then like I met Nick and I started bringing the shows with me. I brought you to Black Circle the first time, I think. Yeah. Can't even remember the bands. Probably I think no. I think Flesher was playing. Oh, Flesher was yeah. playing, yeah. That's like our favorite like death metal band here. Nice. <laughs> um but yeah, uh and then ever since then he's pretty much like came to every single show with me. <laughs> and nice. yeah, we we go like maybe like a couple times a week if there is just what whatever whatever metal shows are playing. Yeah. So you've really kind of jumped in head first into, yeah, into the local scene. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. What other uh, bands do you really kind of like around here? Um, Besides Flesher, I'd say Obscene was like, Obscene was definitely my like intro to like death metal here because mm-hmm. my drum instructor knew the band. So he was like, oh, oh you cool. like death metal. Let me show you this band that's local that I know. Mm-hmm. So um, I, so like I pretty much just like covered that with his like instruction and stuff. Um, and then I saw them a couple times. Um, and then I'm not huge into hardcore, actually, just like listening to it like on my own. So sure. I don't know if um, there'd be like a few favorite bands I'd listen to, but they're all like really great live. Like mm-hmm. I always have so much fun. Um, but I what what, are, what were some of like the brands that you remember? Oh, uh, well, I was going to say when we played with uh, Lustwitch. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, Lustwitch for yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're good. They're, they're great. Um, really groovy and fun music. And um, I love their stage presence, too. They really got it down. Flesher, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. that's like that's like um, bread and butter death metal, you know, just like classic old school. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but they also, they don't do the blast beats too much. So it's like, oh my gosh, oh, nice. you can groove to it really hard. So yeah. it's, that's, that's what I'm there for, really. Yeah. Um, and then I like that there's this, I only saw them once. I saw them at Healer um, probably a couple months ago. They're called Confined. They're a, a hardcore band, which is a genre I'm not super into. Mm-hmm. But I loved them. They were awesome. Um, I Very can't wait cool. to see them again. Yeah. Very cool. So, I mean, have, have you been generally impressed with what you've seen here in Indianapolis? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. The I mean, everyone's just like so nice to like all the all the drummers that I've yeah. met. They're like very like encouraging mm-hmm. and like, um, I don't know, I guess just like will compliment like my drumming a lot and, and obviously I do the same. Sure. And it's just like, I don't know, they're they're all like really great people and it's really cool to like uh meet people that have been playing for like a lot longer than me, but like still in like the same genre mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um but yeah, I don't know. Really, really all just like really cool people. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome that to hear that kind of experience, especially for like I, I believe it, 
if maybe you weren't insinuating this, maybe I want to make sure that I got it right. But like, it seems like the metal scene is a little bit older than you guys. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, I guess to, to kind of embrace you the way that they have and for you to embrace them, I mean, it's, that's really kind of neat. Yeah, yeah it's for super, sure. Super cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, are they impressed that there are a couple of teenagers here who can like hang with the, the rest of the crowd? Yeah, well, I feel like everyone always asks me at least like, how old are you? Cause they're like, because they can't. And then I tell them I'm still in high school or something. They're like, mm-hmm. Oh my God, you, you wouldn't believe that. Like I'm <laughs> I'm 17. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the a lot of the people I've met, they were just like, oh, like they they would tell me like how they wish they were like going to shows like at my age and stuff, mm-hmm. which I've been go- I've been going to since I was 16, so I guess around that age. But um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they're it's just they're just really cool to talk to. That's um, awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I've heard great things about the metal scene in Indianapolis. Yeah, like it's it's really a good. very strong, very vibrant scene. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it is a little older. But it's very strong, very vibrant, and that's just that's just so cool that you guys are able to kind of integrate yourselves into that, and that they're willing to accept, you know, you guys and your music. And yeah. um, now, uh, are, how often are you looking to to play, and where are you looking to play as as the months go on, as as the songs start coming out and being released, and um, what's What's the goal here for Cryo? Uh I'd love to play at Black Circle, just since that was yeah. like my first like local venue I ever went to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously like the more DIY venues like Healer and Longshot and those ones, um, I'm really interested in playing in. Um, but yeah, small venues like really speak to me more. <laughs> mm, yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say the same thing pretty much, but like for like um, like the amount of like the frequency mm-hmm. of shows i like like if it's up to me i'd be doing like two three a week if yeah. i could oh, no, that'd be cool. <laughs> like the, yeah. the more i can play the better is kind of mm-hmm. my like every yeah as i said every time i get an opportunity i try to take it yeah with the uh, shows so yeah i mean but those places you mentioned are great um the huger dome too that'd be cool. oh yeah for sure yeah yeah um, that was also a great concert <laughs> yeah there. um so yeah um just any of these local diy venues nothing big yet or anything i want to like uh really hone my craft for sure uh but I think especially with like the it's I I can't wait to have the music out because um people after our shows are always asking if we have CDs and stuff. I'm mm-hmm. gonna tell them no and I feel I'm like, oh man, I wish I could show you something. Uh so now that we're getting close to that point, it's really it's really nice. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, uh we've come to the point of the show where I ask you guys the same thing that I ask everybody else. Is there anything that we've missed that you feel like you wanna get out there and and say to um say to the people who are watching uh, about about Cryo, where they can find you, you know that kind of stuff. Um, I don't know. I don't know really. I mean, um, obviously Indianapolis, where we we yeah. play. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, just that we really appreciate all the support we've been getting, and it's super cool that, that the scene is thriving and mm-hmm. pe- like getting booked and stuff. I would have never imagined I was actually going to be playing shows at seventeen. So yeah, That's I don't awesome. know. I'm just I'm really happy and I'm um, thankful for the community that we have. Very cool. Very cool. Same here. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, obviously. And be sure, be on the lookout for their uh, brand new single. It'll, it'll be out shortly called The Final Solstice. Yep. That's the first song you guys are releasing, right? Yes. All right. And again, uh, just one last, uh, I, I think we touched on this earlier. Are you kind of going for like the single drops or are you you working on an album? Working on an album. Okay. The single has, we've got to get something out. No, you <laughs> first. No, no, I totally get that. Totally get that. All right, cool. Ah, uh, man, it has been such an honor to have you guys on the show and to learn more about um, the metal scene here in Indianapolis, learn more about you guys 
and how you've been able to thrive um and to be able to have the performance that we did again oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's been exciting to have my like my first true metal band <laughs> in, on the show uh we're branching out yep <laughs> it's exciting times exciting times so thank you yeah, thank you Nick, thank you play for being on the show this week it's been wonderful having you and we'll be back again next week stick around for more of from voices of indie until then we'll see you guys again next week bye